We're going to wrap up a series entitled, My Best, Giving with Joy. For the last two weeks, this is week number three, we've been talking about this, this idea of bringing our best to the house. Hey, here's the deal. You guys were singing your guts out. Uh, you were really giving it all for the Lord as we sang. That is a form of worship, isn't it? Do you believe that giving of our resources is also an act of worship? It is. It is. And so we've been on a, on a just taking a break over the last few weeks talking about this idea of what does it mean to bring our best into the house? And how can we do that with joy? Now, for those of you that, that, that are just checking us out, it's, it's, it's been a couple of weeks. Let me just kind of bring you up to speed. This is the cliff note version of what we've talked about the last couple of weeks. The Denver Broncos are God's chosen people. Now, just kidding. We, actually, we did talk about that, but that's not, that wasn't a part of the really. The, what we talked about is that giving is not a money issue. Giving is a, a heart issue, right? It's a heart issue. It doesn't matter how much of it you have or how little of it you have. We can bring our best with joy into the Lord, right? Remember the story in Scripture of the widow. She gave everything she had that day in the temple. And, oh, I'm telling you, she was the one that Jesus bragged about the most. Not the people that had a lot that were just kind of throwing in a, a Chuck E. Cheese token, you know. No, he applauded and praised the one that gave her best. So giving is not a money issue. I know lots of people that have lots of it and they don't give any of it. Man, I know lots of people that don't have much of it. And, bro, I'm telling you. They can't wait to get to the house and bring it. So it's not about money. If I just had more, I'd give more. Have you ever said that? Let me see you. No, don't raise your hand. Don't raise your hand. But it's not about money. Whether we have it or don't have it, it's about our heart. And we talked about that it's a heart issue. And we talked about how we have the, the um, uh, capability, capability of either opening our heart when it comes to giving or closing our heart, right? You, you know you control what you open your heart to. And you control what you close it to, right? Some of you open your hearts up to those cheesy Hallmark movies. Some of us that are normal close our hearts to those cheesy Hallmark movies. There's only one channel, the God-anointed channel, ESP. In and all God's men said, Preach, preach, right? But you really, you can open your heart, you close it. And sometimes when we talk about giving, we talk about bringing and giving our best with joy. Some of us are like, Man, I'm ready for that. I've been living that. That, that gets my motor on. Some of us are like, boo, boo, Dude, seriously, I'd rather you talk about something else. We talked about last week how not only can we open up our heart or close our heart, but, but our hands can either be closed or open also when it comes to this idea of, of giving, right? Closed hands, the, the symbolism is I'm in control. No one's going to tell me what to do. I'm the man. I'm, I'm in charge and living large and no one's going to. I control my own dominion. I control my own destiny. My faith. I'm in charge versus God says, hey, surrender and to open your hands and to give freely. It's like worship. Some of us this morning, we worship this way. We don't worship this way. 
There is no other name, you know, Jesus. No, it's this. It's this. We have the ability to open our hands to the things of God, especially when it comes to giving, you know, not controlling it and and close-fisted. Here's what we believe, that not only is it a heart issue and and, and not only is it a hand issue, but but when we open those things up and when we bring our best to the Lord's house, we're we're bringing our best in, in, in the proclaiming of the greatest story ever told it's the greatest story ever that, that Jesus came and he gave up his life and he offers life to you. We're proclaiming the gospel, the good news of Jesus. And, and I really believe that when our hearts are open and we're bringing our best and when our hands are open and we understand and declare that, God, this is not mine, it's yours. I'm telling you, when we open up our hearts and hands, heaven opens up. And there are blessings unlimited that are released upon us. But can I just tell you something? The blessing of God will not be released until you bring it all into the storehouse. There's a word tithe up there. A lot of people have heartburn and problems with that word tithe because it's Old Testament, old school, old covenant, right? In fact, we could just probably erase that if we wanted to today. Just Hey, the blessing of God will not be released until you bring your best into the storehouse, into the house of God. We, we, we would say this, that that word tithe, for those of you that get a little upset, that's a starting point. That ought to be the minimum for those of us that have received the gift of salvation. That ought to be a minimum, because of grace and because God's continuous love for us, we we ought to give more. That ought to be a starting point. But I'm telling you, so many of us are missing the full blessings. We're missing heaven being opened up in our lives because we're like this. We're living like this. But when I open my heart and when I open my hand, I'm telling you, the blessings of heaven are released. I've never met anyone who answered no to this following question. (laughs) Do you want God's blessing on your life? I've never met anyone that said, nope, 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 no need to bless me. I've never met, normal people would never say no to that question. Freaks would. Abnormal people, an atheist might say no, right? But, but normal people, I've never, hey, would you just like to have the blessings of God in your life? No, no. No, no we want that. Most of us, normal people, you might be weird, but normal people would say, I want the blessings of God. Who would not want the creator of everything on their side and for them? Whoa, I want that guy on my team. I want God to be for me. Yes, I want the blessing of God. But so many people, there might be some even in this room today that are missing out on the blessings of God. And all that he has for you because you're refusing to bring your best into the house. You know what the Bible calls that? The Bible calls that robbing God. What? 
Yeah, that's robbing God. What does that mean? What are we robbing God of? I'll tell you, there's a couple of things. Number one, we're robbing God of the honor that's due him. Listen, what you have is not yours. He's given it to you. He's blessed you. You, you guys look good. Most of you smell nice. Um, you, 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 you look together. It's awesome. The, 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 the house that you slept in or the car that brought you today or the family that you're sitting next to, I know they get on your nerves sometimes. But they're a blessing from God. But they're not yours. They're His. And when we fail and when we live life closed-hearted and closed-handed, and we're robbing, we're robbing Him of the honor that is due Him. It's like when I worship. I worship this way. Because he's worthy of that. He's worthy of that honor and that praise. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 9 says, Honor the Lord with your wealth. And with the what part? Best part of everything you produce. Honor the Lord with your wealth. And with the best part of everything you produce. Let me ask you a question this morning. When it comes to you and your resources, does God get your best or does he get the leftovers? I got to be honest with you. I hate leftover food. I do. It just doesn't. I want it when it's cooked and it's first time. Hot. If it's hot, I want it hot. If it's cold, I want it cold. I'll eat chili over left. But I, I want food when it's at its best. I don't like leftovers. I know you're looking at me and say, bro, by your physique, we can't tell that. It's all right. Hey, listen, I went back to, to college reunion yesterday, baseball team, retiring in my coach's jersey, and my girls made my day. You know what they said? I said, Dad, you look a lot better than most of these dudes. I'm like, what do you want, girls? Bookstore just starts to, you know, what do you want? I, I, I want the best. Don't you want the best? Most people don't like to just settle for, oh, I'll just, I'll just take the crappy one. No. You want the best one. You want the best that you can get. You want your kids to be the best, don't you? I just want, if he can get you, D's are all we're really pushing Johnny for. D's. D's for Don. No. I just want my kid to just kind of, no. We want the best. Does God get your best? Or is he getting what's left? When it comes to giving, or, or is, is, is God getting your best or, or does Tractor Supply get it? Club sports. The cheer team. Dairy Queen. Who's getting your best? And we, so, so often what happens is all these other things in life get the first. And then if there's anything left, and that's what we do oftentimes when it comes to, to giving and bringing our best, isn't it? So, so, so many times we're not bringing the first, we're not bringing the best, and, and, and that's how we're robbing God. We're not giving him the honor that's due him. You see, by, by, by giving God the first part of our income, we're, we're honoring him by, by being numero uno. You know what that means? First, number one in our lives. 
And when I bring my best and when I bring it first to the Lord, I'm giving him honor. I'm demonstrating my faith that, God, I believe that you're able to supply all of my needs according to your glorious riches. My God is able to supply all of my needs immeasurably more than I would ever dream or ask. Do we really believe that? You see, if we believe that, if, we, if that really is our faith story, then, man, we can't wait to bring God. But we're robbing him of the honor that's due him. I think also we rob God of the opportunity to bless us. We're, we're, we're robbing God of the, the uh, listen, God doesn't need your money, but, but you're robbing him from an opportunity to bless you. Malachi chapter 3, verse 10, God promises to bless us if we bring that first part of our income, that first tenth, that word tithe means tenth. If we bring that to the house, look what it says. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse so there will be enough food in my temple. If you do, says the Lord of heaven's armies, I will open the windows of heaven for you. So the windows of heaven are open in my life. If I do what? If I bring my best, if I bring that first fruit, that first part of my income, that that first tenth into the house of the Lord, I will pour out a blessing so great I want a great blessing. I don't want the partial. I want it all. I will pour out a blessing so great, oh, you won't have enough room to take it in. Try it. Put me to the test. In Proverbs chapter 3, the promise in, 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 in verse 10 says, He will fill your barns with grain and your vats will overflow with cheap stuff. With the good wine the good wine. When I bring my best to the house, I'm telling you, God's promises, hey, why don't you just wait and see how I'm going to just release and open up heaven for you. I want to rain it down on you so much. I'm going to fill your barns. I'm going to fill your vets. Hey, listen, God can bless us. He, he can rain down some stuff, can't he? He can. He desires to rain it down. He desires to bless us. Let's not rob him of the opportunity to do so. Let's not rob him of the honor that is due him. Wow. Now listen, when I talk about God raining down blessings on your life, I'm not just talking about monetary things. What? Some of you are disappointed right now. Because you thought, oh, man, I'm about to get rich. I'm not talking about monetary things necessarily. And that's what so oftentimes people are looking for that form of blessing, aren't they? And, man, they miss out, I believe, on so many other ways that God is providing for them and God is blessing them. Are you with me? I mean, just, just, just think about your health. And I know that some of us probably have a few things that just don't work like they used to, or we got some aches and pains we walked in here with today, and you know, we don't look as good. My, 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 Annie, Annie wore my, she wore my baseball letter jacket yesterday. She, she wore, I used to be able to squeeze into that, and now it's like a Cabbage Patch doll outfit or something, you know? Anybody know what Cabbage Patch dolls, anybody remember those things? American Girl doll, excuse me. I mean, it's just like. But for, listen, we're not, and, but, but have you, did you thank God for waking you up this morning? 
No. We just expect it. I'm telling you, that's a blessing. The family that, that, that you came with, that you're sitting next to, man, that Valentine that you have with you today, yeah, she's a blessing. She's not a curse. She's a blessing. Men, today is Valentine's Day. I'm trying to help a brother out. I'm trying. You see how I worked that in? Just led by the Spirit that somebody forgot. Angie bought hers. She saved me the hassle this week. Thank you, honey. I'm a good husband. What about your friends? Most of us in this room have people that God has blessed us to be able to share life with. A job. Uh, Maybe, um, you know, another day to live. When's the last time you thought about maybe the forgiveness of your sin as a blessing? When's the last time you, you thanked God for that constant love that he gives you? You see, for some of us, maybe today's the first day we've really stopped and we've sang a song of worship or praise or even bowed our head or even opened up our Bible. But, you know, we, you know that God's been loving you this week despite the way that you've shown him your love. You know that, right? He just does. Have you ever considered that as a blessing? What about being, being called a child of God? We sing a song. What about being his friend? He's my friend. Aren't you glad that God's your friend and he's not your enemy? Whoa. Aren't you glad that you can be called a child of God? Hey, next time somebody starts talking trash about your daddy, say, you don't know who my daddy is, evidently. Aren't you thankful that we're blessed that one day, for those of us that know him, that that we will have a mansion in heaven? I've got a mansion just over the three people. Praise Jesus. We need another hymn series. I'm just feeling it right now. To think that we have eternity. I mean, aren't we a blessed people? Listen, I'm telling you. If, if you're having a hard time with the blessometer in your life right now, why don't you just take a trip with us somewhere else? We can put you in some environments that will show you how blessed you really are. Yeah. I, I love, we got an email this week. I get lots, I got a different email this week, but I'm not going to read about that one. It's stupid. Um, I want to tell you. <laughs> I want to reach you a good email. Don't send me stupid emails. Okay. Howard, right? Yeah. I'm going to reach you an email from a, talk about blessing and, and not robbing God. This came to Angie, my wife, the mother dove, the first lady. Said, hey, you helped me say yes to Jesus Christ in Bible study on Wednesday. What? Come on. We got people coming. We got people coming to Bible study and getting saved. I thought Bible study were for the... The saints, those that already profess. Listen, hey, for those of you that want to know what 1910 is all about, we're about this. We're at finding people far from God and restoring them into a beautiful relationship that he wants to have with them. That's why we're here. Listen, somebody asks you, what's Luke 19? What's 1910, church? You tell them this. They're about finding people far from God and restoring them to him. Find and restore. Find and restore. Find and restore. Pop quiz. You check the red wall. Find and restore. Store. That's what we're here. This lady came to Bible study, got saved in Bible study, women's Bible study last Wednesday. She told Angie this following story. Um, she wants to email. She said, I have epilepsy, and I take medicine twice every day for it. I get four refills every time, and after the fourth one, they have to call the doctor to make sure that I can continue my refills. On Saturday morning, I ran out 
and they told me that I wouldn't be able to have my medicine until Monday afternoon, which is an awful feeling. I started to get very lightheaded and weak without my medicine, and, and I'm at risk for seizures without it. Well, last Sunday, I wasn't feeling well at all, but I love going to church, and so I got myself up, and I came to the 1130 service. That's what I'm talking about. Hey, if you don't even feel like getting out of bed, you get here. You get here. I don't feel like it. Come on. Wah, wah, wah. Get over it. Get your tail to church. Here's what happens. I didn't feel like this lady's sick. No medicine. She got, I came anyway. After hearing that teacher talk about it, remember last week, Miss Kelly Palmer, Bernie English Department, right there, Bernie High School. After hearing Miss Palmer talk about giving more to the church, it really inspired me. And although I didn't have much, I looked at my wallet and I grabbed my last $20 bill and I put it into my best box. I made a pact, an agreement with God that every week I'd give what I can. You guys have done so much for me and I want to be able to give back. Well, that day I realized that I really needed my medicine. So something told me, go to the pharmacy and just ask if they could give me a sample for Monday morning before school. And so I went down to the store and asked the lady, and she went and talked to the pharmacist. And out of nowhere, she comes back and says, it turns out that we have a whole extra refill for you. We don't know how it popped up, but we can have a full bottle for you in 10 minutes. It made me so happy! Exclamation mark! I prayed and I said, thank you. And I'm not good at praying, but I did anyways. I wanted to share that with you because I know that it really shows me that God is here with me. And he truly cares about me. So thank you, Pastor Jason, for everything you do. Thank you for what this church does. You guys and my leaders, Chantel and Jen, have been my strong, biggest idols. And I'm excited to continue learning about Jesus with you guys as my teacher. That's blessing. Seizure medicine from God can be a blessing. It's a blessing. And we miss the blessing so much. We've reduced the blessings of God to just money and monetary. And how big is my... They come in so many forms. Listen, we shut the windows and doors of heaven because we shut our hearts in our hands. You need to know that God is not sitting up in heaven stirring a cauldron of curses. No. He's got a big vat, a big pot of blessings, and he's just waiting to just rain it down on your life. He's not up there wanting to curse any of you. Any of us, he's for you. He wants to bless you. Open up your hearts. Open up your hands. And I'm telling you, you watch heaven open. Money. Let's talk about financial blessing for a little while, can we? Come on, you guys made, we still got some time. Let me just talk to you about financial blessing. Have you ever asked yourself, why has God provided so much financial blessing? It's maybe in your life or maybe in someone else's life. How, why has God decided to bless someone or someplace or something with so much financial blessing? 
hey, you don't need to wonder about that. Because God tells us exactly why he provides, he provides us with more money than we need. You know he says that, right? Look, look what it says in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 9. It says this. For God is the one who provides seed for the farmer and then bread to eat. In the same way, he will provide and increase your resources and then produce a great harvest of generosity in you. Yes, you will be enriched in every way so that you... So that you what? How will Paul finish this sentence? What are the words that we left out? Now, I didn't finish that verse for you yet. Because how you finish this sentence is one of the most important decisions you will ever make. Now, prosperity theology, prosperity theology would finish that sentence like this. So that we might live in wealth. Showing the world how much God blesses those who love him. If that were true, I have a problem with Mother Teresa. Who who, who didn't have much. But yet she continued to give and serve and meet the needs of people. And I'm just telling you, I think God's pleased with how she lived her life. I really do. Whether I have a big bank account or, or, or big this or that is, is not an indication of how much God loves me or doesn't love me. And if we're not careful, we can buy into the fact that, uh, they've got a lot and I don't, they, they must just be more, in, in, God must love them more than he, he loves me. Does that make sense to anybody? We hear that, don't we? That's not how Paul finishes 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 11. Here's how he finishes it. So that you will be enriched in every way so that you can always be generous. You see, God doesn't make us rich so that we can indulge ourselves, spoil our children, or that so that we can insulate ourselves from still needing to exercise our faith and needing God's provision in our lives. No, God gives us abundant material blessing so that we can give it away and give it, as it says here, generously or joyfully. Some of you just went, Phew. Hang in there with me. God gives us abundant material blessing so that we can give it away and give it generously. And I would say strategically. What could be more strategic than getting the gospel to people who've never heard it? What could be more strategic than that? Getting the gospel message to people who've never heard it. When God provides more money, we often think that this is a blessing, right? I'm just telling you, maybe sometimes God provides a little bit more, and it's a test. Not necessarily a blessing, but it's a test. 
What will you do with it? What will you do with what you've been given? You see, abundance isn't God's provision for me to necessarily live in luxury. It's his provision for me to help others live. Did you get that? Rewind the tape. Here's what I said. Abundance isn't God's provision for me to live in luxury. It's his provision for me to help others live. You see, God entrusts me with his money not to build my kingdom on earth, but to build his kingdom in heaven. Listen, that's why this house exists. And when we encourage and and pray for, for people to bring their best to the house, that's the reason. Listen, we believe the calling on this house is a great one. We believe that the vision is clear. We believe that it's going to demand and require a multitude of team players, people that will make it happen. All of us may never go on a trip overseas. We may not even serve on the weekend. We may not even do, I don't know, but I'm telling you, even through this act of worship called giving, you are being a part of kingdom advancement kingdom advancement that pastor that I prayed with last weekend at 6.55 a.m. in Indonesia it's a part of your giving it's the reason he's still preaching the gospel that lady who receives a blessing of seizure medicine she's the result of your faithful giving because we're able to have a facility where we can actually open the doors for ladies to come and hear the life-changing story of Jesus and they say yes and oh by the way we get up on a ladder and we turn on a light bulb come on church I'm telling you I'm telling you some of you right now are so torqued off about what your investments are going to because they're going like this and you thought you had and it's this what you thought was this big is now this I'm telling you if you want to return on something that will never fade away to give to kingdom advancement to give towards something that carries eternal weight and significance God sometimes gives and blesses to test to see what we will do with what he's given Christ doesn't give us more He doesn't want us to have too much. He also doesn't want us to have too little. He gives us exactly what we need in order to bless and serve others. Do you want the blessings of heaven to rain down on your life? Yeah, I think we all would clap and say yes. Do you want to live this thing called the abundant life? I believe that giving is the key to experiencing all that God has for you. I believe that giving is the key to the Bible. God gave us life when he formed us out of the dust of the ground and breathed his breath into us. He gave man and woman the right to live in a beautiful garden and gave them 
the right, the privilege of naming things and living life free. He's a God that gives. He's a God that also gave us his son, Jesus, and he came to give us life. He gave his life so that we could receive a life. Hey, get a life. Get Jesus. You see, that's why we sing that there is no other name. That's why we sing the words to the song that the earth will shake and tremble before him because we have a gracious God in heaven that is a giver God. He's broken someone's chains, I know, in this room, hasn't he? How many of you have been set free from a bondage of some sort? He's a generous God. He's a giving God. That's why we stand and sing. That's why we give our best to him. That's why we declare that there is no other name. Do you believe that? Hey, listen, there might be someone here today before I let you go. You've never said yes to Jesus. Can I just tell you something? You're missing out. You really are. There's more to life than bank accounts and square footage and numbers of Facebook friends. You know that. There is a man named Jesus that came to give you life, and he came to give it life abundantly. Life that is off the chain. Life to the max. And for whatever reason, you've put him off. You've said no to him today. Would you say yes to Jesus? I'm telling you, you need to step in. You need to surrender. You need to step into the life. You need to step into the blessing that he has for you. You need to say yes to Jesus today. In fact, prayer ministry team, would you guys come and make yourselves available down front today? Because I believe just as we had in the first service, somebody turned on the light bulb, said yes to Jesus today for the very first time. Hey, listen, you might also be here today and this thing about giving with joy, it's hard for you. You're still living like this or you're still living like this. Today, maybe you guys say, hey, will somebody just pray and encourage me? Hey, this is Raleen. Everybody say, hey, Raleen. Raleen, maybe today somebody want to come pray with you. Say, hey, Raleen, listen, I've been living closed-handed. My heart has been closed to the things that God has for me. And maybe Raleen could just encourage you and pray with you, right? She lives it out. She lives a life of generosity out. And she could give you story after story about blessing, amen? For someone here today, maybe you've got something you're facing this week that's just going to be tough. There's a battle. There's a struggle. Hey, maybe today one of our encouragers could just encourage you. Bruce and Cheryl Baker down here. Talk about people that are overcomers right here right here. Maybe today Bruce and Cheryl could just pray with you and encourage you about a mountain that you've got to climb, a battle that you've got to face. Hey, listen, if God is for us, who can be? Again, he's on your side. Won't you let us encourage you with that today? So I'm going to pray and dismiss us. And as people are running to the exits, as first time guests are running to the garage to see me, to see my wife, we're going to dismiss and I want you to run to the front if we can encourage you. Lord Jesus, thank you for being a generous God, a God who gave us his best. Lord, I pray that we would be a church that brings our best to you.